It's time to kick off Syracuse week. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Syracuse Orange. We'll look at what parts of their team Boston College matches up well against, what parts they don't, and I'm going to wax poetic about everything I think about this game and give you some of my thoughts. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, we are a daily Boston College podcast. We do this five days a week, giving you everything from basketball, football, to recruiting, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy that. And if you're a returning listener, thank you as well for making this part of your daily routine. Now, on today's show, we're going to talk about the Syracuse Orange, the team that Boston College is facing on Saturday. Team, I have to admit, before the season, I didn't give much respect to because I just didn't expect them to do what they have done. And which, in, you know, to be fair, they haven't done a ton, but they are still a very good team and will match up well with Boston College. So, our first segment, let's look at what Boston College does well that could match up well against Syracuse. Now, this game is on Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock start in Syracuse, New York. We're going to have Mitch Wolf, who you heard on our show. He's going to be there live uh, covering the game for us. Uh, check that out. Now, Syracuse, they are 4-4, four and four, and this is a huge game for them. Now, is it a rivalry game for Syracuse and Boston College? Eh, maybe not. But looking at this matchup, First of all, where does Boston College line up well against Syracuse? And the first piece I look at is their passing defense. Now, if you look at the statistics of what Louisville did, Louisville basically just gave up on the pass. Malik Cunningham is not he doesn't have a great arm. He wasn't able he didn't have to throw it if you're running for as much as he did. You don't need to do that. Now, you have on Syracuse Garrett Schrader who is a transfer quarterback from Mississippi State. And he's not he, he does he's not like Eric Dungy from a couple years ago, a guy that can throw the ball all over the place and beat you with his arm. In fact, you look at what Syracuse's offense is, and it's the dire opposite of what they used to be. I mean, when you think of Dino Baber's offenses, you think of like pass happy tempo offense. He's a credit to Dino Babers, he has flipped that on its on its on its side, and he is now the other way around. So BC's, uh, you know, secondary should have a good game against them um, because they shouldn't be able to pass the ball all that much because they don't really have the the targets to do it. Now, if you've been following Syracuse, Tommy DeVito, their star four-star quarterback um, from a couple years ago, he got uh, unseated by Garrett Schrader, and he's already transferring out. So right now, Garrett Schrader, who I believe is questionable for this game, and I believe he'll play, but... His backup is Jacoby and Morgan, who we saw last year, and he really struggled. He's a raw quarterback. I don't think he's anywhere near what Schrader can do. Taj Harris, who is their star wide receiver, he's in the transfer portal. He's flirting with every blue star court, uh, team in, in the country. He was like Ole Miss, and you know Florida's looking. I mean, they're all looking at him right now. So they're missing some deep. They're missing some targets on the outside, and that is something Boston College could. Uh, in effect, be, do really well at. And this is a perfect game for them because Brandon Sebastian is still day-to-day there. Boston College's secondary, um, so, uh, sorry, leader in their secondary, has been recovering from a knee injury that he sustained in the Louisville game. Uh, whether he plays or not, still is up to Jeff Halfley. He still says he's day-to-day. But 
this is a perfect game. If he has to miss it, you know, you could you could slot Josh DeBerry over on onto the side, um, on the on the wings or whatever, and uh, have him and Isaiah Jones. You move someone else like um, JT Thompson into the slot. You move some guys around. You can do that uh, against a team like Syracuse. So that that's a positive. The other positive, the other thing that I think Boston College is an edge over Syracuse is in coaching. And I know Halfley is is definitely struggled of late. You know, the the NC State game we let really get away from him quickly. Um, but Dino Babers, even with his team playing pretty well, has done some really inexplicable things. I think back to that Clemson game where he basically cost Syracuse a game against Clemson uh, where they were right there at the end and he screwed it up with a, a poor punt attempt instead of going, you know, going for the win or, or, or moving the ball still. So I, I am, I'm not sold on Dino as a coach right now. And I think Halfley is a better coach, especially if this turns into a game where it's close because, you know, Syracuse has lost like three or four games by three points or less. They're, they're a team that, you know, can't seem to get over the hump on those games. Boston College has to get to that point, though. That's the bigger concern is like if if Syracuse, can't, if BC can't move the ball, if BC can't do things on offense, then that doesn't matter. But if BC can stick with Syracuse, I like Halfley's chances of making some choices that could cause some problems for Dino Babers. Now, those are my positives. And in the moment, I'm going to get into the negatives because I think there's some areas that Boston College does not match up well. And I think they're going to be issues big time for the Eagles heading into Saturday's game. Now, hey, guys, for a few weeks now, we've been talking about sweat block, those wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people have been listening. We have friends on Locked On who've tried sweat block and love it. Like our, one of our friends who's a soccer player. Another success story, success story here is an avid soccer player. You heard us talking about sweat block and thought it was good to be true. But he was always the wettest guy after practicing games, like like soaking wipe. It's gross. So he thought he'd give sweat block a try. He tried it on his pits. Next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. Guess he should try it on other parts too. You know? <laughs> he said he didn't have to reapply for nine days. Now he is a true believer. Now, locked on listeners. There's tons of people that love sweat block, and you could too. It stops excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor guaranteed and doctor recommended. Sorry, doctor created, doctor recommended. It's got a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's not just for your armpits, it's for chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere. <clears throat> that sweats. If you or anyone else you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code Locked On or at Amazon and CBS. This episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, but it's more where you can meet friends and families and come to connect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries, hash browns, and McFlurries. I love I love hash browns more than anything at McDonald's. They're my favorite. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. Now head on over to McDonald's. You know, if it's after a game, if you have been tailgating and you need to recharge, head over to McDonald's. They have Wi-Fi. They got everything you need. It's a good place to kind of relax and head on over. So head to McDonald's to refuel and connect. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. This is Locked On Boston College. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening, and I appreciate each and every one of you that have been been making Locked On Boston College part of your day, or BC Bulletin, or even our Maroon and Gold forums. I love you all. Now, 
we talked in the first segment about where Boston College matches up well with Syracuse. Now, there's some issues, I think, and, and they're ones that I'm a little bit worried about, where Boston College does not line up well. Now, we just saw the Eagles only score 14 points against a very suspect Louisville defense to the point where now Louisville feels like they have the best defense in the AC. Not, not really, but they feel like they, their defense has been fixed. And I don't think so. I just think they've ran into a, a BC team that is dysfunctional in offense right now. Now Syracuse's defense is much, much better. Their passing defense is number one in the ACC. Their rushing defense is near the top. It's number four. They can play defense and, and I play for a team like Boston College on the road again, playing a defense that is much better than last week, that is dying to continue to win. This is a huge game for Syracuse. This is worrisome. This this because Dennis Grossell or Emmett Moorhead or Dalen Menard, whoever they go with at quarterback, has got to put up points. Because the other piece that worries me is their run defense. BC's run defense got torched by Malik Cunningham last week and some of their running backs. Travion Cooley, I know he fumbled, but he was, you know, when he was doing those outside sweeps, BC had no answer to it. And it reminded me a lot of the Mizzou game where Mizzou was able to move the ball as well on the ground when they wanted to. And it's just been kind of a theme when you have good running backs against BC. I mean, Marfa, Phil Marfa for... um from Clemson had a big game. Um, BC's rush defense has not been good. And when you're playing the best running back in the country, you're in trouble if you can't stop him. Sean Tucker is the best running back in the country. There's plenty of other good ones out there. You know, Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. I mean, you could go down and find some good ones. I'm going to argue that Sean Tucker is the best. I think he's the most complete back in the country. And he's, you know, he is lighting up college football, right? He has uh, 1,060 yards. He's averaging six yards a carry for 10 touchdowns. He's averaging 132 yards per game. And you're thinking, okay, so maybe what BC does, you know, Syracuse can't throw the ball. Maybe they just kind of clamp down on him. The added piece that worries me about their rushing attack is there's pieces of what we saw last week with this, with, with Syracuse. They have a mobile quarterback. Garrett Schrader has 12 touchdowns. So, Syracuse can move the ball on on the ground. And BC has shown when they play these mobile quarterbacks, and especially when there's a running back next to them that can do things, that they struggle. So this is a big, big concern because I don't know how BC stops them. I don't see them being successful at that. Now, to be fair, Garrett Schrader is not Malik Cunningham. He is not the same speed. But, you know, Sean Tucker is way better than Travion Cooley. He's a good he's a good running back, and Boston College has to respect that. So, I don't know what area of Boston College I'm more concerned about, whether it's the passing attack against this defense or their defense against Syracuse's rushing offense. I, you know, I wish Syracuse was the old Syracuse where they just threw the ball a lot because I feel like BC would be in better shape against them with the, with the strength that the BC's has on defense. They're going to have to play well up front. You know, against Louisville, Halfley said after the game that BC was out of their gaps a lot. There was issues with, um, you know, gap integrity. There was all sorts of problems up front. That's sloppiness that you can fix. It's not something that's like the guys aren't there. He know he said it. He said if they were in the right spot, we'd be making more tackles. So hopefully they fix that because if not, Sean Tucker is going to shred this defense. And it's, it's a big concern going into this game. Now in our final segment... 
I'm going to talk all about this matchup. I'm not going to give my predictions. That's my Friday gig with Eric. But I will give you some of the things I think about this game, where I think there's some issues. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the big picture of this game, what it means for Boston College, what it means for Syracuse, and we'll go from there. But first, let's chat a little bit about rockauto.com. Are you in the business of doing um, work on your car? With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions when you can head on over to rockauto.com, save, and do it easily from the comfort of your couch? Save time and money when you use rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. From brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, all you do is head on over to the site, put in your make and model, and boom, they'll put everything up there so you know what they have. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com we're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated website or mobile interface and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casinos, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. I want to wish you all a happy Halloween before I forget, because I know I'll have Eric on tomorrow and I have a million things that we need to talk about. But I want to wish you a, a, a fantastic Halloween. Hopefully, you're, you know, if you get kids, you'll get to get out trick or treating. Or if you're younger, head to some, some Halloween parties, get some really good costumes. Uh, if you have any great BC related costumes, head, you know, hit me up at Locked On BC. I'd love to see them. I don't know if anyone does anything like that anymore. I, I know for myself, the big thing that I'm going to miss after Halloween's over is the lack of Halloween beer. I love. The, the seasonal beers and I like stock up for, for the winter months from some of the stuff that they have, because not just like, I'm not, I'm not like a shipyard guy, but there's some other great seasonal beers. I mean, shipyard smash pumpkins. Good. But you know, I love, I kind of dig that kind of stuff. So um, that, that's the part I'll miss about the ho- holiday season. Um, and I will be dressing as a dinosaur for Halloween this year. So uh, my son is making me to do that. Now, Let's talk about the Syracuse game from my perspective. Now, you're asking me, this is me here. This is AJ giving your his thoughts on this game. Obviously, the biggest story heading into this game has got to be the quarterback situation. And if you have not already listened, head back to the our archives. Listen to the last two episodes. I talked at length about Dennis Grossell, Emmett Moorhead, Dalen Menard, and Matt Weave about who will be the quarterback heading into Saturday's game. I gave you my prediction of what will happen. I'm not sure because, as I've said before, Jeff Halfley is not going to let you know until Saturday. He has made that very clear. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you because that would get me in trouble with the staff, right? You don't, It's a secret. You don't want to give that out. That's something that they protect. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. And that is a big thing going into this game, right? So we're going to, if we see Dennis Grossell, a, t- a guy who has experience playing against um, Syracuse, he's going to have to have a good game. And what he needs to do, I think Mitch Wolf did a nice job at bcbulletin.com of t- explaining some of the things he needs to do, is he's got to figure out. The biggest thing that Grossell has to figure out is how to get a deep ball. 
He needs to be able to take like Frank Signetti's offense is so predicated on taking the top off and being able to keep defenses honest. And BC is struggling with that so much right now that they can't get the defense to stop cheating up and doing what they used to do against Adazio, where they're all in the box, you know, loading up against Garwo and, and hitting him. So I don't know how they would do that at practice. I don't if it's Grosella. I don't know how that happens. If they go with someone else, hopefully they are successful. But that's going to be such a huge key against this passing defense. They have to figure out a way to get hit on a few explosives. And it's not working to do like the flip to I thought always that like maybe if you just give it to gross uh, to flowers um, short, he can get it out. But that, it, there's they're so tight on him with like safeties over the top and they're all like cheating up that he can't because they're all just waiting for the short stuff. They have to hit it deep. That's going to be a huge factor heading into this game. If Grossell is going back there and launching deep balls and missing by three or four yards, they're going to lose. They're going to lose this game. They can't. They're de- they're, we'll see the same thing that we saw against Louisville, same thing we saw against NC State, where their offense just sputters. So hopefully they, they Signetti, Halfley, this offense, whoever the quarterback is, will figure that piece out. And then on the other side of the ball, like I I I am very concerned about this game. I'm just gonna say that right now. I you know, I have been, you know, Maroon and gold roses all year long. I've tried to see the positives and everything that goes into every game to try to give you the the good news. I am so concerned about this game because I think BC matches up so poorly given where they are right now that I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to find a path to see them win. I, I don't see it. I, I see them struggling against Sean Tucker. I see you know, and and you maybe if it was just Sean Tucker they could figure that out but when you match him up with a mobile quarterback that that has always been the Achilles heels to, for Boston College. I think back I think back to Hendon Hooker and Khalil Herbert last year. Like you had t- a good running back and a good mobile quarterback and they just crushed Boston College. They just BC couldn't stop them. And I'm worried that's what's going to happen again on Saturday. Like the, I think the talent is better than last year on the defensive side. I think they're playing better, but they haven't faced this type of offense before. And, and when they did, I mean, they played something similar last week. They let up three hundred, almost three hundred and fifty yards, or over three hundred fifty yards on the ground. That is going to be tough. That's a tough out for BC. And this is so funny because heading into the season, if you were to ask me. What game, like, in the ACC I thought was an automatic win for the Eagles? I always said Syracuse. Like, and I wouldn't even have blinked. But my buddy Dan Rubin has always said, you know, you know you're taking snapshots at every time, like, of what's going on. And things change all the time. And it's a, such a cliche, but it's so right, right? Like, you would, like, Boston College's season from August to now has changed so drastically. It just took one fluky um, you know, pylon at the end of a, of a play for BC's entire season to change. Because we all know if Phil Dracovic was here now, they would have beat Clemson. I think they would have beat Louisville last week. And, you know, because they would have been able to keep these drives going. BC was handed that game, but just they couldn't move the ball. So I think they would have only, they they'd only have one loss right now. I think they, they probably still would have lost to NC State, but who knows? I mean, there were times in that game where they could have scored too, but We'll just say it, say seven and one right now with your COVID, but they don't. That's not that's that's not how the game's played. Injuries happen, 
And that's where Boston College is now. Now they are the big underdog. They're the team. The Vegas started with a three-point spread, heard about the quarterback news, and went, nope, going to six. It's been it's getting bleaker for Boston College. And I think this game, you know, I don't know if Boston College can win it, but it's going to be worth watching for a bunch of reasons. If you're in the in the camp that you want to see BC win, you can always root to see if Grossell does it. Maybe if he's the quarterback and he does well, hey, you won. That's a good thing to happen, right? You could be good for that. But if you're in the camp like, man, I don't want Grossell to play and I hope they get rid of him. I got I, I it's my gut feeling right now. I'm not saying I know anything. My gut feeling is if Grossell struggles, that Halfley will have a short leash on this. I think that if we see the same things where he's missing open targets, he's overthrowing court, you know, I think he'll pull the leash. I think it'll happen. So you have that to look forward to too. So it's kind of if you're if you're a Boston College fan, unless they change both and nothing happens, it's a win-win because you're either going to win the game with Grossell and that's great, or you're going to struggle and then get your guy. So I think that's worth watching it as well. And, you know, I think this being on the road, I think that's a huge, huge issue. You know, you're playing at Syracuse and, you know, they just had a huge win over Virginia Tech. They're feeling good about themselves. And they've had an up and down year, but it's way better for the Orange than was expected. They were, no one was expecting them to do what they've been doing. And man, would they like a win over Boston College. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm struggling to see how it happens for BC. We'll talk tomorrow with Eric Hoffs. Maybe he has a more rosy picture than I do. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. You can check us out on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or Locked on BC. I am the host of Locked on Boston College. We do this every day, five days a week. Um, you can find us on YouTube. I have a message board called Maroon and Gold Forum. If you want to talk on there, you can check that out with other BC fans and uh, check out BC Bulletin. Thank you all for listening and Hopefully I'll see you all again tomorrow. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so I'll see you soon. Take care, everyone.